Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tannan. I'm joined here today at the King Power Stadium by James the Sharp and Sharp. And we're going to be discussing everything Leicester City that's come out at today's press conference with Craig Shakespeare. Before we kick off, though, I have to remind you, if you want some free beer, go to beer52.com. That's beer52.com. Use the registration tagline Leicester to register and you can get eight beers from around the world. All you've got to do is pay the postage of packing with 6 and uh, enjoy beers from around the world, and it's free. Now, James, let's get to Leicester City. Yes. Um, team news, start with uh, Jamie Vardy. Um, Shakespeare declared he's back. Yes, he's trained all week, and Shakespeare says he has looked sharp. I mean, we all, we all know that Vardy missed the uh, two England games over the last international break, which secured England's qualification to the World Cup. Vardy was um, off on a holiday with um, with his good lady, I think, uh, because he has been suffering from a kind of not long term but niggling uh, hip injury, which has had to be managed. He played in the game against Bournemouth, had uh, some injections to to try and sort that. Had the time off. Shakespeare said he's come back absolutely fine and looks really sharp in training, which is great news for Leicester because. He is Leicester's talisman after all. I think the fear was that uh, if he carried on playing with it, it was a situation a bit similar to Danny Drinkwater yeah. at the end of last season. It could drag on and on and on. And uh, you know the understanding with the England medical staff agreeing to withdraw him, that rest has really done him good, uh, according to uh, Shakespeare. And there was there was some other positive injury news as well, wasn't there? Yes, Wilfred and Didi um, we're talking about here. Can, can we just clarify something? I know you you looked at this story, or Jordan looked at this story earlier the week. Um, Hamstring injury, yeah, through celebrating, something to do with that, qualifying yeah. for the World yeah, Cup because uh, Nigeria beat Zambia one uh, 0 to secure their qualification into uh, World Cup finals. And rumor has it that he picked up this injury uh, while celebrating this. I mean, I've not seen, I've not seen the footage of it, um, but that is apparently the the urban myth surrounding it. And the the problem was they thought it may well be a hamstring injury which for Leicester is terrible news bearing in mind how short they are in midfield with only well, it would have been only Andy King Vicente Abora and potentially Daniel Lamarty as fit but it doesn't matter now because Shakespeare said that it was only cramp and it wasn't a, wasn't a hamstring injury so he is back he is completely fine he's trained fully today completely yeah and indeed he is fit and raring to go for Leicester, which is great news because, as we say, they are a little bit short in that area. And the other one was Ben Chilwell, who withdrew from the England under twenty one squad, didn't he, with a with a swollen knee? Yes, he picked up against Liverpool in the defeat. Um, there, a bit of a swollen knee, and he withdrew as a precaution. Shakespeare was quite thankful to the England setup again to let him um, miss out uh, to give that chance to recover and. As is the case with Ndidi, Chilwell is fine and fit to go. Um, but there, that's the good news. On the flip side, we've, we're also confirmed that Robert Huth 
is still out with an ankle injury and Matty James is still out with his Achilles injury and Shakespeare said that they are longer term yeah. injuries which is a shame especially well it's a shame for both of them but for Matty James of course we've mentioned before with his long road back from, from injury and Robert Huth who they had said at the start of the summit that he, he looked like he was ahead of schedule but now he clearly isn't ahead of schedule well, he, he played he's in the 23 he, didn't he he, he did. played it for a game so obviously he's had a a setback that's um, more serious than um, than many people realise. I mean, he was head of schedule when he was playing, and now he's not even training again. There's something obviously has gone wrong. Perhaps he's come back too early when he was mm. uh, ahead of schedule. So that's a worry with him. But uh, you know, Dragovic has had a bit more time to train in the international break, and certainly some of the other lads as well. So um, so those two aren't training, but uh, a certain Mr. Silver is. Yes. Yeah, Adrian Silva is training with Leicester City. Yeah, Shakespeare was almost, I mean, the, you mean, see, he probably wanted to get out of his chair and kind of pump both bits in the air. He said, yes, I can finally confirm that um, Adrian Silva is training with the squad, which is, is a start. It's not It's not the desired outcome. They'd rather be, be training and playing. But as it stands at the minute, he's just he's just training, which is great news. He's, but let's clarify why he wasn't training for those who don't who haven't seen the stories we've been running, it was basically the club's decision, wasn't it, to um, keep him back whilst there was uncertainty uh, uh, surrounding his registration, whilst they uh, presented their evidence to FIFA, uh, evidence they thought was irrefutable that they had um, submitted all the documentation through the transfer matching system before the deadline, and it was a glitch in the system that uh, caused it to be delayed by 14 seconds on receipt by FA, who then asked FIFA for the international transfer certificate, which FIFA said no. Now, an independent judge has reviewed that evidence and upheld the original decision that he still can't be registered for Leicester City and can't play before January the 1st. But uh, no, no, it is, you're right, it is more positive news. At least he can train now. He's not looking out through the window again. Like no, ex- yeah, exactly. And uh, he, he, the, he might be playing in some behind-closed Yeah, I, just, I mean, friendly. you can imagine, if it is the case that he can't... That, We'll get to it in a minute, but any, any sort of appeal to any court of arbitration for sport. If that that aside, if he can't train until play until January, you can imagine they're going to be lining up quite a few behind closed doors friendlies to keep him to get him some game time, keep him from running. Because as we understand it, he can't play in under twenty threes games because they are official Premier League two fixtures and that kind of thing. Shakespeare hinted that he would be talking to Silver and the club in regards to arranging behind closed doors friendlies and. You'd imagine that they'd rack up quite a few of those to keep them sharp. Well, you would hope so as well. But there's the other side of the coin, isn't it? The uh, I mean, I know he's a mature, experienced player. He's a Portugal international. But the frustration that Silva must be oh. feeling, and um, Shakespeare did admit that um, you know, in terms of the man management, the psychology of it all, it was something new to him to have a player who's fully fit but can't play and having to deal with it. But he said he's got a pretty good mental attitude. Well, he'll have to because he's now spent how long it's been now it feels like forever but however long it's been with this going on through no fault of his own he's been sat and watching training through through a window he's been watching matches from the stands he's lost his place hopefully temporarily from his from the Portugal squad just months ahead of a World Cup yeah and they've just qualified yeah. exactly it's just months ahead of a World Cup and there is a, a chance if he's not in this current squad that he might not be in the squad come the summer so they are huge setbacks for a footballer who's done nothing wrong, really. So, yeah, he's, you've got to be pretty strong up there um, to deal with that. Uh, but, like we say, it's, he's training now, and that's, that is a start. It now comes down to whether there is any chance 
that they can get him on the pitch before January and that comes down to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Now Shakespeare was asked whether the club were going to take the case to the Court of Arbitration for Sport and he said he didn't know and he was leaving that to the people above uh, in, the, in the club's hierarchy who make those decisions but we understand that City will fight on to try and get Silver registered before January the 1st. Have I taken it to the Court of Arbitration for Sport? Only if though if it's been fast-tracked. Uh, now they, they would probably need the agreement and the cooperation of all the parties involved for that to happen because yeah. Cass can drag on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, I, I, I did a quick look at this in the office when it when the decision was first made. I'm going to quick scroll through um, the, kind of, the, the Cass website and the, and the questions. And one of the sections it said is how long does this usually take? And they have a three-month, if I was reading the right answer to the right question, they have a three-month window in which they have to get a response they have to come to some kind of decision if that goes on for the full three months we're heading into January anyway so there's almost a sense of so mm. what's the point then so yeah if they can get it fast track then of course the, the, it looks like that they'll go ahead with that um, whether they can do that or not we're not quite sure well it's the FA that are uh, discussing the issue with FIFA on Leicester City's behalf so I don't think Leicester City have had any dealings with FIFA but I think FIFA would have to cooperate for that to, to happen but um, but there's the other facet of it as well that if they wanted to do it as a point of principle yeah. and there's even the compensation aspect of this as well where because let's see you're paying Silver's wages and he's not allowed to play and if they can prove a they've case done nothing wrong. Yeah, that they've done nothing wrong for that then there's compensation that they yeah. can probably pursue so it might be worth it they'll have to weigh up it financially how much it's going to cost to go through this process again uh, against what they could possibly get back in compensation, whether they, they'd go for it. But I've got a fully feeling with the owners the way they are, and they are principled people. And they're, I think they're, they're quite belligerent, on. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I, I... Leicester have received quite a lot of criticism about this whole um, fiasco and mess and saga, as Shakespeare called it in his press conference today. They've received plenty of stick from um, social media, from fans. Uh, for the for the situation, now Leicester claim that it's no through no fault of their own, and whether it gets silver here quicker or not, if they can go to Cass and it all the, the dirty laundry then gets aired, and they can prove that they did do everything right, they're in a sense vindicated. And having received so much criticism, I'd be if it, if I was if I was in their position, I'd be tempted to take it there just to just to show and say, look. We're getting all this stick. We did nothing wrong. Doesn't hurt to uh, challenge authority no, exactly. every now and then, is it? As well, exactly. it's um, you know. I mean, obviously, FIFA are going to have to uh, look at the way they word things in their official documentation. Yeah. But it doesn't say when received. We are told. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that um, how that uh, transpires. Now, new signings. I know we're not in a transfer window, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't stop speculation. And Leicester City were linked with former Arsenal and Manchester City fullback Bakary Sanya, who is without a club at the moment after being released by uh, Man City in the summer. Now he's been linked with Leicester City. What did Shaky have to say? He said more than I thought he was going to, if I'm being honest. I must admit, he yeah. was quite open about it. Yeah, he said that he is a player that they had considered it in the past, albeit not recently. Um, they are aware of his situation as a free agent. 
and it is something he admitted that they should probably have a look at again. Yeah, I think they're going to have a review of it, aren't <laughs> yeah, they? He, said, he was asked if it, you know, obviously they needed uh, cover for Ryback. Now, we've said for a while that Danny needs a bit of cover there, yeah. or competition. Danny Simpson. Yeah, because at the minute he's only got really kind of makeshifts, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Danny like, Marty can play there, people can play there. There's no real out and out right back to, to keep Danny on his toes. Yeah, I mean, Sanya's 34 now, he probably. Um, Probably cost a bit in terms of wages, but he's a free agent. Perhaps it's something they will look at um, to have two uh, fullbacks there. But because there's, there's one, there's one more place in the squad, isn't there? In the 25-man squad, there is one yeah. place remaining, which you would imagine is open for the potential of a of a free agent. Yeah, possibly. Or they, if um, you know, they continue to, to something like uh, George Thomas continues to do well in the under 23s they might bring in that that youngster and uh, give him a chance. So it's uh, something for Shaky to certainly to think about. I mean, I. Uh, he's been linked with other players, uh, other clubs, sorry, as yeah. well, hasn't he? Sanya, Torino, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Brighton. But so far, and it's October, we're well into the season now, and he's not got a club. So uh, there's something putting them off, whether it's his uh, wage demands. Well, yeah. time will tell. We will see. Now, West Bromwich Albion on Monday. Uh, this press conference has happened quite way earlier because the games have been moved to Monday. So um, it's not a game that Leicester City have got a particularly good record in here at the King Power Stadium, is it, James? No, it's something that. Shakespeare, um, you made him well aware of in the press conference. I don't think he really appreciated me pointing out that it's been 23 years since Leicester City beat in West Bromwich Albion on home soil. No, he didn't quite know what to say. And no. he, said, well, he said in recent seasons we've got a pretty good record against them. And I said, yeah, that's at the Hawthorne. So. Yeah, the record at home is, is, is pretty atrocious. I mean, they've, they've, they haven't won in their last eight meetings. Six of those have been defeats. And the last time they won was in 1994 when you and Robert scored twice. Um, that's a long time to go without winning um, at home. And not a great record for a game where you would say Leicester City are in much need of a win. Yeah, and I don't think it means anything to no. me, ultimately. But... I mean, you tried to ask him, you tried to ask him um, what it comes down to. And, pff, he, 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 well, yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot that you can say. It's different players, different managers, different... Time periods over twenty three years, but um, yeah, for some reason West Bromwich Albion always seems to have Leicester's number in Leicester. But uh, I can remember other anomalies like that. I mean, I remember Pulis when he was Stoke manager; they always used to beat West Brom home and away every season. And then Pulis goes and becomes West Brom manager, and now the boots on the other foot. They always seem to beat Stoke. So it's a you know it's a strange anomaly that we probably make more of in the media than yeah. actually the players or the management staff probably need to do as well. But um, in all seriousness, though, it's it's a game that certainly Leicester City need to win, isn't it? With the way after the uh, the start of the season, he admitted that you know in the um, school report he would say must do better. Yes, he did, and that's quite honest, I think, and truthful. Um, he in the present he admitted that there are some games where against the bigger teams they perform quite well and not maybe not got the results that they deserved. Um, Arsenal being one of them. Um, and then he's also admitted that a couple of the games where the performances haven't been great, they've probably got more than they deserved, which is obviously the Huddersfield and the Bournemouth games. So, yes. And it's, all, it's already coming onto a bit of, bit of stick from the, kind of the moaners and groaners on, on social media. So there's, there's a few kind of grumbles. And it's one of the games where, after Leicester's tough start, you looked at this section of fixtures and thought, right, these are the ones you've got, we've got to target to get some points from. West Brom at home is a key example. But the record against West Brom aside, 
doesn't strike me as the kind of game really that you want that you want to play when you're desperate for a win. Tony Pulis is canny enough to know that Leicester desperately needs something here. All he can he can just set his team to sit back, sit really deep, give Vardy no space to run in behind. What's well, fair, he does that at home as well. <laughs> exactly, of course he does. Um, Five or six centre backs on the pitch. Exactly. So it's it, this isn't gonna, this isn't going to be an easy one for Leicester. Pulis is canny enough to make it difficult for Leicester and nullify their friend, their strengths of of space and pace and behind. So I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, would you change the system? And I, we've, I know we've done some features in the Mercury this week, looking at Shakespeare's options. You know, three at the back. You know, four three three. What different sort of personnel could come in? I certainly think Vicente de Boer is due a first start for for the club. But uh, would you make any other changes? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. It's easy for it's easy for us sat playing on our little. Um, Pick, yeah. your, pick your team widget on the on the website. I mean, this time around, I, I did about four or five different versions. I just screwed them and tripped in the bin. And, and Which shows it. how many options he actually exactly. Had. It's an, it's a tougher job to pick that side than you imagine. I mean, the, on picking that team, I was like, well, I definitely want definitely Vardy. I like Okazaki in, but then how does he fit in this system? It, it takes a while to get that show as well. Yeah, exactly. He's got to yeah. the frame now. I mean, I ended up picking a, a a three at the back with wing backs, a boring. And Didi, uh, Mares in, in the hole with Vardy in, in actual up front. I don't think he'll go with that. I don't really think he will. He'll, he will change too much. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about uh, uh, Mares not playing him. I would play Mares because against a team like West Brom, you're going to sit so deep and give you no space running behind. You want someone who has the ability to play through players, mm. and there's no one at the club who can on his day play through players. As much as Riyad, and they would be wary of him because a couple of years ago, of course, in the, the title winning season, he dismantled West Brom at the Hawthorns. He did exactly. So I, I would bring, I would have Mara starting. Um, I'd like to play three at the back, but it's not my job on the line. Who would you have though? Out of interest in three, would you bring Dragovic in? Would you use Fuchs? I'd as use a Fuchs as a left back. I'd use Fuchs as the left hand side. Um, of course, Mara. I know Maguire He played there for England. I know yeah. this. I did think about this, but Maguire can play with both feet, so I don't mind him moving over to the right-hand side of the defence. Chilwell, Chilwell and all right on the wings. Babor and Mandidi in the middle. Mahrez in behind. Vardy and Okazaki. Ian Acho still on the bench, I'm afraid. Um, I mean, that won't happen. He'll probably won't change too much. Um, I think he'll make two changes. Mahrez and Abor in. 4-4-2 and it'll be Mahrez and Abor in. My personal opinion. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah, well, we'll see what he actually does on Monday. Don't uh, forget to visit the Mercury website and our Facebook page over the next coming days as we as we uh, preview this big game against West Bromwich Albion here at the King Power Stadium. And uh, James and uh, Jordan, we're doing live blogs over the next few days. James will be at the game on Monday night as well, so you can follow him live on uh, Monday night as well. And don't forget to head over to beer52.com to get your free beer. <laughs>